It's footy tipping at its best. The Smelly Boot on the Darling Downs Triple M. Start a bottle mark when you need your favourite drinks delivered fast. I reckon he's got it. Uh, yes, and you'll get it too at Bottle Mart. So big thanks to Bottle Mart and the Smelly Boot talking all things Rugby League at 22 to 8. And we welcome along our panel of experts. Good morning, Gav. 28 nil, hey? Oh, oh good. Go on, go. Yes, right. Uh, you're obviously on the phone to Trent Robinson, are you? Uh, having a little chat there. Uh, yes, we'll let you gloat in just a moment as we welcome uh, Paul Solid, Rudy, K&R Plumbing Supplies and uh, the Western Mustangs. Mate, as again, we lament a Parramatta Real that at the wrong end of the season starts to head in the wrong direction. What's doing? Yeah, mate, I'm not real sure. The attack was a bit ordinary oh. and we just had no leadership around the paddock. Dylan Brown played okay and Quint Gutherson was very good, but... Yeah, we had no go forward at all. And look, I know how Gub's feeling now after all these weeks of him, you know, years of being a loser. I'm starting to understand how he feels. It is hard. It is hard. Oh, uh, good deflection, boys. Good uh, deflection. I <laughs> believe the score was 28 nil, and you're uh, missing Mitch Moses, is your problem? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and that back, back left wheel's getting a wobble up to it. Oh, we were also, we were oh, also missing a backbone, and we're also missing a backbone and a ticker last night, Gub. Oh, well. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Uh, Unfortunately, a, a dismal effort by Parramatta, not even able to put on a point. And uh, 28 to nil, the Sydney Roosters just absolutely thumped us. So let's move on quickly from that. And uh, let's move to tonight's action at Suncorp Stadium with a, uh, a double header. Uh, we've got a Queensland derby coming up. We kick it off, though. We uh, head Tiger Town. It'll be exploding against the Warriors. Uh, the, uh, the Tigers, favourites for this one. And I, I've got to say, I'd have to agree. I'm on the Tigers. What do you reckon, Gov? Yeah, look, the Rabbitohs put heaps on the Warriors last week. Um, Chewy Vastashek got harked out this week. He's gone, so I think the Tigers as well. I think they could lap them solid. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I'm going with the Tigers as well. I think they're uh, ready to get into it. They were playing pretty good against uh, Manly last week, and then Manly ran away with it in the second half. But the Warriors, two of Vastashek's leaving, wow. someone else is leaving, so... They'll be uh, looking for some transfer players shortly, so Tigers will be too good tonight. Yes, they're jumping ship just in time, I think. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos then go into a game favourites over the North Queensland Cowboys, 8 o'clock at Suncorp Stadium, the second game in the Friday night double header. Uh, which way do you see this one going, Gov? Yeah, look, traditionally close games between these two sides. Um, both sides got close to their opponents last week. Broncos got close to the Penrith Panthers. Um, the Storm just beat the Cowboys. Tough one. I'm going to go the Bronx at home only because the Storm arrested a few players, so the Cowboys' form might have been just over-exaggerated. All right. What are your thoughts there, uh, Solid? Yeah, I'm going to be down there for that game tonight. I'll get there in time for that second match. So <clears throat> looking forward to it, and I'll be cheering for the Cowboys. I think they'll get the Chockeys tonight over the Broncos. Wow. Okay. Uh, look, it's a toss of a coin for mine, and I'm with you, Gov. It's only the home ground advantage uh, that I will give the Brisbane Broncos the nod for that one. Uh, then we go to Brown Park. Uh, uh, Gov, are you aware where Brown Park is? Where are we playing this game? Is this the one at Rockhampton or somewhere? I'm just not too sure, but I, no. I think there's a pretty good barbecue area out the back. Oh, okay, fantastic. Well, the... <laughs> Jeez. I think we booked that this one, yeah. Well, I can tell you, mate, that might be the uh, the only thing that you can laugh about is your own gags is, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the Dragons go in as $9 outsiders to the $1.07 South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, as far as a bet on the Dragons concerned, Solid, are we putting our money to the Red Shield appeal again this week? Oh, straight to the Red Shield appeal. There'll be more than 28 points in this one, Gus, towards the Rabbit, and the Dragons could still be seen as zero, same as the Eels. Mate, so you'll know how we feel. 
uh, tomorrow at about uh, 3.50. So I'm going with the Rabbitohs to Lappin. They are tough times <laughs> at the moment. There's no doubt about that with everything that's gone on off-field. Uh, Gov, uh, I know we, I know you'll stick solid, uh, but uh, realistically, uh, any chance of getting up over the bunnies? Oh, absolutely. Tough of course. Class, there's no doubt about that. Um, all our outs, there's no one, no one injured. They've all got suspension beside them. Sorry, I can't, don't know what that means. <laughs> what uh, that but anyway, I'll be with the Dragons, but yeah, tough gig. <laughs> It'll be a very tough gig, all right. And I'm on the rabbits there, of course. Uh, now, we move into uh, the game at Suncorp Stadium. So another double header, uh, this time the Saturday night double header. The first game should be a beauty. Uh, the Newcastle Knights taking on the Canberra Raiders. Now, the Canberra Raiders getting away with a very lucky win last week over a side. I don't know who. Uh, and uh, how do you see this one going? Solid? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think they're just starting to put them together. Three in a row. This will be four in a row for them. The Knights there are up and down. You're just not sure what you're going to get with them. It depends on who's on the paddock. Raiders played pretty tough football against Parramatta last week. It was a good game, so I'm going to go with them to continue over the Knights. All right. Uh, I'll <coughs> wait to uh, hear what you've got to say, Gov, and then I'll make my decision because the messages are already flooding in. Uh, what have I got here? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> Phil Gould is writing his text messages now for him. So uh, tell me, uh, what are we doing, Gov? Yeah, well, sorry, Troy, but um, look, the Raiders had a fair dink and crack last week. Their forwards stood up, led by um, Harawee and Naira. I think they might have turned the corner, as Solid has suggested. Whether they get into the um, quarterfinals or not, I'm not sure, but I think they uh, get away at this one. The curse is alive and well, and uh, oh. I will uh, solidify that. The Raiders by 13-plus. The wow. Raiders for all three of us uh, across the board. So, uh, Nova Castrians rejoice uh, tonight or tomorrow night will be your night. Uh, Suncorp Stadium then hosting the second game there. Uh, look, this I couldn't believe this when I first saw it, but I think this is just indicative of how the bookies see Penrith without a couple of their big names. Uh, you would expect this to be $1.10 to $1.10. Uh, instead, the Melbourne Storm $1.15, the Penrith Panthers $5.50. Uh, this is extraordinary. The two top teams in the competition, and it looks as lopsided as first versus 16 games. Absolutely. Five weeks ago, this would have been sold out within minutes. Um, Penrith Panthers, as you suggested, uh, they've got Cleary out, they've got um, Coruscant, uh, Fisher-Harris, Zoyo, uh, Brian Toho. Yeah, they're missing a huge amount of players. Oh. The Storm should get away at this one. But yeah, gee, it's a pity because this would have been an absolute cracker. Should have been match of the round. Uh, not going to be uh, by the sounds of it solid. Yeah, look, I agree with Gov. Storm have got a couple there with uh, Solomona and um, Harry Grant still out, and most of them are coming back next week. So look out for the Storm, whoever's playing them next week. They're going to be in a bit of trouble, but they'll get away with it over the Panthers this weekend. All right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, what could be a couple of lopsided games. The Gold Coast Titans at Seabus Super Stadium, 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon, take on the Canterbury Bulldogs. Any chance for the Dogs, Solid? Uh, no. Titans were uh, pretty good last week. Um, I think they'll be a bit tough for him this week. So the dogs are in all sorts there. So no, no good for them. Uh, what do you think, Gary? Yeah, look, I gave the dogs a hope against the Sharks. <laughs> yes, you did. A little bit of form. I thought they might have stood up, but they didn't. Um, Titans, they uh, gave the Dragons a bit of a touch-up. 
this will be a tougher dogs pack. I'll go the Titans, but yeah, um, the dogs disappointing last week. All three of us on the Titans there. And then Morton Daly Stadium. Uh, we'll see the Cronulla Sharks take on Manly Seagulls. I'm assuming this must be Redcliffe game, uh, Morton Daly Stadium. I, I just can't get any info on it there, but uh, I would assume that's what we're talking about. So the Sharks and the Seagulls, again, should be one-sided. I'm on the Seagulls. What are your thoughts, Gov? Yeah, I'm Manly all the way. Uh, solid? Yeah, Seagulls. If they get into the top four, they'll be pushing right through to the end. So they're, they're going along really well. So I'll go with the Eagles by plenty over uh, the, the Sharks. Can't see that being any different myself, all three of us there agreeing on that. Okay, uh, locally, what's happening, Solid? Yeah, some good games this weekend. Uh, Waddles will be taking on Gundawindi. So that'll be a top-of-the-table clash, 5.30 on Saturday out at Clifton, out of Platts Oval. That'll be a great game. Dolby are going to take on Gatton as well on Saturday. So there's another good game. And then on Sunday, the 1st of August, you've got uh, Highfields are going to be taking on Brothers. So that'll be a great game. And in conjunction with that, at 1 o'clock, you'll have the Wagner Mustangs kicking off against the Winner Manly Seagulls. So the Mustangs are going to have the home game, and that's going to play be played at 1 o'clock just before the first grade of... Uh, the Highfields out of Kills Road. So, yeah, some great um, action. You get to see the boys in action again this weekend with the Mustangs out at Highfields. That is brilliant. And uh, just quickly again uh, to everybody out at the Pittsworth Danes, thanks for hosting us last night. So we came out there to see the juniors and hand over $750 from Harvey Norman Computer for the junior club, our little legends for last month. And uh, they were absolutely fantastic. It's a great facility out there. And uh, if you want to go and see some great rugby league in a top facility, go and check it out out at uh, out at Pittsworth. It was uh, it was just brilliant to be out there. I And big Thanks to Bottle Mart. Uh, start at Bottle Mart when you want to get the party started. And for $50 to spend at Bottle Mart, uh, with tongue firmly in cheek, uh, what facilities did Gov suggest the St George Dragons would have out the back of Brown Park where they are playing this weekend? What facilities did Gov suggest they would have at the back of Brown Park where they play this weekend? Uh, you boys enjoy the rugby league. One triple three five three is the number to call to grab that prize. And we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, Lee, can I just give you uh, the Broncos a quick plug? Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yes, quick. A... Yes, I forgot about this. We did line this up in rehearsal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so... I was not listening as usual. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, where you go. Yeah, right. Next Friday night, um, Dolby Diehards or the Dolby Leagues Club, I should say, are hosting dinner with the Broncos. Um, and at that dinner, there's going to be Dave Donahue, the CEO. Uh, Kelvin Wright, the head coach. Ali Brigginshaw, the ladies Broncos captain, Australian captain, Queensland captain. Uh, Tamika Upton, the Broncos' fullback and Queensland representative. She had a blinder in the um, last state of origin. Millie Boyle, she's a Broncos' dual international women's player. Club legend Scotty Prince. Everyone remembers Scotty Prince. And also Lottie Takiri. So where would you find a great bunch of people of that calibre anywhere in Australia, let alone in Dolby? So that's on next Friday night. To go to get tickets for that, you go to Dolby Rugby League Club, which is www.dolbyleaguesclub.com.au and book tickets. And uh, all those people I just mentioned will be at local schools. They'll be developing the Dolby, uh, the um, Broncos uh, development program. So they'll be out in the schools looking, um, teaching the kids, et cetera, et cetera. So what a great night. Get along. You won't get those um, those type of calibre of people in any other um, establishment. So tomorrow, uh, to, I should say Friday night next week, the 6th of October, is a dinner with the Broncos. All right. And speaking of great facilities, Dolby are certainly great facilities. And thank you for that quick plug there. That's the end of the show. We've run out of time. Uh, so uh, we will talk to you all next Monday. Uh, thank you very much, boys. Cheers. My favourite time of the week, because we get to talk all things food, and we do it with Kristen O'Brien from Died Darling Downs. Good morning.
good morning, Lee. I have to say I love Fridays. Yay. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> and maybe with the weekend coming up, you might want to go and visit a place that we went on a little field trip to try last week. One of Toowoomba's most award-winning restaurants. We're talking Sofra Turkish Cuisine in Margaret Street. Uh, producer Meryl, we took her, it's a, you know, we don't take her out of the cage too often, <laughs> but we did this time and I think we just had the most amazing lunch. Oh, look, wasn't it, Justin? I'm so glad that producer Meryl came along as well. We're talking, we're still kind of talking about that amazing food. But the thing about Sofra that resonates most with me, Lee, is the warm welcome that every single guest receives when they walk in the door. Yeah, and that's exactly right. You know, this is what happens, isn't it, when you get a a family-run business like that. Mm. I mean, the the food is superb, but uh, yes, it just feels comfortable in there. You feel like you're at home. And we started our Turkish feast with some delicious dips that included Sofra's famous baba ganoush, which is smoky roasted eggplant that was served with their house-made Turkish bread, fresh out of the oven. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> it was. It's one of the few restaurants that you could go to, Lee, and just eat bread. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm right. not joking. It's that good. <laughs> um, Chef Mangle, he makes over 80 fresh loaves every single day. Uh, we did get to try a selection also of their popular starters, and that included some spicy fried mm. Calamari. I think that was possibly your favourite, Lee. Oh, absolutely. It was great. Uh, some pickled vegetables and olives and sebze kizatma, which is eggplant, zucchini, capsicum and potato. It's pan-fried and served with a special fresh tomato sauce and garlic uh, yogurt. It, it didn't yum. stop there, though. It didn't stop there. <laughs> no. uh, then, we had, then the mains came, if that didn't sound enough, uh, pizzola, which is uh, the lamb cutlets marinated in herbs and then cooked to perfection on the char grill. Uh, the gypsy salad with chicken and grilled halloumi, the prawn clay pot, that was just absolutely brilliant. I think that was producer Merrill's favourite. Uh, served with a creamy tomato sauce. Uh, lucky we had a few extra guests to help us get through all of this. Yeah, that's true. I think, you know, one of my favourites was the homemade Turkish pasta dumplings. These are so tiny, and we discovered from Yaliz at the restaurant that they're actually really time-consuming to make. So as a child, she grew up making these with her family at the kitchen table, and there's quite a lot of skill involved in making them. They're filled with seasonal beef, steamed, and then served with a beautiful sauce and garlic yogurt. We loved that one. Oh, it was just absolutely brilliant. Uh, Don't forget about the dessert and the Turkish coffee as well that we finished off with. That's a unique experience. The rich, thick Turkish coffee. It's like nothing else uh, that you'll try. Some Rosewater Turkish Delight and Baklava. Uh, It was just magnificent. And a a huge thanks to the team at Sofra. You can see why they're winning awards all the time. Oh, we get it, don't we? We absolutely (laughs) get it. Amazing food, amazing service. Hands down, one of Toowoomba's best. Uh, can't wait to go back. We even took home a little doggy bag and the uh, the rest of the family tried it and they just loved it too. Sofra open seven days a week from 11.30am. You can find them in Margaret Street and of course you'll find everything foodie related happening at dinedarlingdowns.com.au or on their social media pages as well and every Friday morning when we catch up with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. You have a great weekend. You too, Lee. Haven't we all been loving watching uh, the Aussie athletes, some of them from our part of the world, uh, performing on the world stage in Tokyo? And someone I know has been following on very keenly is our very own, not only uh, is he a, a well-known sports uh, personality here on Triple M uh, with the Rush Hour, but I can also tell you that he is probably the latest uh, fashion model for PJ Alexander and their uh, new range of McDonald's pyjamas. Uh, welcome, uh, Ben Dobbo Dobbin. Uh, g'day, mate. 
G'day, Lee. And can I just say, I'm easily bought. Maccas, they're obviously proud sponsors of the NRL. And when they sent me some Maccas pajamas, oh. I died and gone to heaven. I mean, we've had a love affair since I was six years old, Maccas and I. And um, it's unwavering no matter what. And that just goes into another thing. So thank you, Maccas. Keep on sending them through. But can we just say how lack of work I've been getting done over the last week. Oh, uh, you forget, yes. it's been five years. It's been five years, so we, we sort of forgot. And it's like, oh, the Olympics. But now, mate, like I am all in. I've got the app running on my phone the whole time <laughs> while I'm working. I mean, seriously, um, it, it, it's one of these things. And last night, one of the great redemption stories that I've ever seen, yes. and that's Jessica Fox. Oh. I mean, seriously, to do it with your father commentating – your mother is your coach and your sister that you knocked out to make that Olympic team yes. and to have them all there speaks volumes of the family unit. You've got to say it, it, it takes an army to get a person to an Olympics and that family have been united and just absolutely, completely, completely can't speak volumes of just what a wonderful family unit. And for her, after losing that K1 first and getting the bronze, and then she's had a silver. Um, she never achieved a gold medal. To stay on course to do that and then to have to break her own PB to do it as well, I just says, mate, you champion. I mean, we've, we've smashed it everywhere we've gone. Look, I don't know if you saw the Australian Sevens women team. It's, yes. It's loaded with Toowoomba products as well. Um, I mean, Demi Hayes, I know everybody talks about Charlotte Kaslick and everything, but Demi Hayes, their parents own the apple gum in Toowoomba, yep. Michael and Beck. Um, absolutely, yesterday was unbelievable. The swimming, I mean, seriously, Arnie, I mean, she's Arnie Schwarzenegger to me, Arnie around Titmus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, unbelievable yeah. what she's done. And, and, Lee, we've always known this, but what we do do is that we play above our weight as Aussies in the sporting landscape. I mean, we've got 25 million people in this country. Yep. I mean, China have got a billion people. The Americans have got 300 million. And I think, what are we, fourth on the middle tally as we speak today? Um, I mean, track and field, probably not where we're going to be the strongest. And we probably... But look, there's still plenty. I think hockey, we're, we're in line. Yep. Big time. We're a chance there. We're a big time in the basketball. Yes. I mean, this could be our greatest ever Olympic team that's travelled. And unfortunately, they're doing it without fans and spectators, but they have got an army of support back here in Australia. No doubt about it. And there was plenty of controversy leading into these games and it's continued with temperatures and uh, some of the other things that have gone on. Yeah. But, it, but it quickly melts away, doesn't it, when we see the competition and we see these young people performing and the camaraderie that seems to be amongst them. Uh, you then wonder why we were worried leading into it in the first place. And, and again, it highlights just how fantastic it will be, uh, even for those naysayers, when it comes to Brisbane in 2032. Well, I've got to say that I was one of those people that said, can it, who cares? I know, you and said now, it on the show. Now, and now that um, I'm watching it, I'm like, seriously, I can't believe I said that. I it, it, I know the crowds haven't there, but it just, it just seems like a normal Olympics. And you, yep. it's been five years, Lee. I um, know. And, and I've forgotten, and I, I've really forgotten just how good it was and how wonderful it was. I mean, I'm, I'm all in. I, I mean, I hate to say it, and 
you know, throw rocks at me if you will, but I didn't even watch the Rooster <laughs> smash the Eels last night. I know oh, you haven't oh, brought it up, mate. Go. I know you didn't want to bring it up because you've been skirting around that, but your Eels are shot, mate. I'm telling you now, uh, back-to-back losses, they're shot. Oh, bring back that'll Mitchell, do, but mate. anyway. That'll uh, do, mate. Thank you, Domo. Our See very later, own mate. Mayor McCheese, uh, he's there with the Maccas. PJ Alexander's on, and he'll be joining uh, you, of course, weeknights here on uh, Triple M with the Rush Hour from 6 o'clock. Uh, you have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you. See you, mate. Bye. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious and arose by any other name, mused Shakespeare in Romeo and Juliet, but what other name could you use to describe this woody perennial if you were on a social media page about gardening? A Facebook gardening group in western New York is finding out the hard way when it comes to describing a much-loved and oft-used gardening implement. You see, Facebook's algorithms often flag the humble hoe as violating community standards, despite the fact that the derogatory slang is spelt without the E. A hoe by any other name could be a rake, a harrow or a rototill, but most people wouldn't know what you're talking about. So when a group member commented, push, pull, hoe, on a post asking for your most loved and indispensable weeding tool, Facebook sent a notification that said, we reviewed this comment and found it goes against our standards for harassment and bullying, and promptly deleted the page. Yes, don't mention a gardening tool, but feel free to spread misinformation about vaccines and elections. No problems there. So, just like Don Burke, you might want to reconsider using the word ho on your social media. And vegans in the UK are flocking to Yorkshire this weekend to attend a bizarre music festival, and they'll be as happy as a pig in mud. Quite literally, the Orchard Pig Gig is set to be held at a sanctuary for abused and abandoned pigs who apparently love rap, jazz, and classical music. Well, duh. Take it away, babe. La, la, la. La, la, la. The pigs from Pigs in the Woods Sanctuary, West Yorkshire, will be free to roam around the world's first festival for pigs and interact with music lovers. But they'd better be careful on Facebook. God help them if someone writes, I can't wait to see all the fat pigs in Yorkshire this weekend. You cannot be serious.